Welcome to Ms. Lyrics Poetry Outlaws, a show about all things poetry. I'm your host, Catherine Owen. Good morning, Outlaws. I think I sound probably a little bit stuffy. I woke up with a sinus headache. In fact, I went to bed with a sinus headache. So, not sure why these things happen. I could blame it on the snow, but in fact, I can also get them in summer. So, don't know really what it is, but it makes me feel uh, slower than usual, uh, which is kind of a shame because I had such a wonderful time performing at Concordia yesterday in front of a class of about 12 students. And it's been way too long. And it kind of, it fills me with both joy and a sense of melancholia because I can't do this on a regular basis because I did not get my doctorate and I did not do a complete MFA. I only spent 10 days in the uh, residency program at UBC doing nonfiction and essentially researching what happens in these programs and for financial reasons and for reasons of disinterest and further extensive years of intense study amidst all else that's going on in my life, I made those decisions. But I truly think, here's my mini gur, um, that if you've published multiple books and you have so much experience as a performer and you've worked with lots of students and tutoring and editing and lots of grown-ups and workshops and you just have a wide range of life experience and you're a good teacher. Everybody has told you so. You can infuse people with the energy of art making that there should be ways you can teach in college and universities or, or high schools and so forth, even as an adjunct uh, workshop leader or a supplementary poet on a more regular basis because I think the kids are missing out I really do. I mean, you know, I think of uh, an incredible poet and teacher like Susan Musgrave, who does not have degrees and yet teaches at UBC. And these exceptions have been made for such as her. But it's certainly not seemingly possible in this day and age where the emphasis is constantly on accreditation and, you know, paying yet another 20 grand uh, to get a further degree. I mean, I already have a master's. And yeah, I I just think that there's a frustration in me where I really do love to be in front of a classroom. And I always feel that it's a successful space for everybody involved when I am. But I can't be because of the regimented system, which requires you to jump through specific hoops and does not allow for real-world experience, which I think the students really need to see. I mean, especially if they're going to become a writer later on in life, they need to see that it's possible to keep enduring and persisting and, you know, um, elaborating your energy into the world, although it's not easy. Of course, anything worthwhile isn't. So I think this is going to be the last of the season six podcast episodes. I need to reconfigure for season seven and decide, well, I didn't do any interviews at all in season six. So I was trying that and seeing how I felt about it. 
I don't feel great about it. I, I do love doing interviews. Uh, I just had to get to the point where I now have the capacity to um, have an hour on Zoom and so forth and uh, figure out my recording system glitches. And I'm going to make another list of those who I want to interview in person and online. And hopefully that works out for season seven. Also some more homages. I know there'll be some gurs. And uh, the reading of, of long poems, I've really enjoyed that this uh, season. So I'll carry that on. But this season has mostly focused, at least 26 episodes of it, on the alphabet, the Abecedarian of Poetics that I wrote a couple of years ago and that I'm revisiting now. And today, Friday, is Zed. Zed because we are Canadian. Zed is for zilch. What does that mean? Uh, I, I just suddenly thought of Wallace Stevens, the nothing that is not there and the nothing that is from his amazing poem, The Snowman. But in this paragraph, I'm talking about Donald Hall and Jane Hirschfield and the sense that you need to be, um, you know, I was talking to the students yesterday about how I write in the morning because that's the least cluttered part of my day and I'm working with a paper and pen and so there's that zilch sense of, of emptiness, of be, being a channel, um, being present and ready for what might arrive. And then, you know, you can fiddle and tinker with it later on. But there's that sense of being the semi-blank slate because, of course, we can't be an entirely clean page. But yes, and then there's also the sense of, you now a student asked me yesterday, what do you do when... You get to these places where inspiration dries up and you can't seem to write and you just kind of are repeating yourself and you just feel dried up. And, you know, I had to say, well, this happens throughout one's writing life. And I mean, I have gone at certain points in my life from muse to muse. They've seemed to almost, you know, pell-mell over each other. And at this point in my life, that's not happening. And I'm taking more time in between books or I'm writing poems more slowly. And so there's that sense that, you know, you're you're a gathering space as well. You're you're like a, a compost heap of of flowers and, and other forms of uh, rotting detritus. And uh you know, both are crucial. And you have to allow yourself that patience and in that space and that time. So let's read Zed for Zilch. Donald Hall's last poem, discovered after his death, consisted of one word repeated multiple times in his still-legible handwriting. Nothing, nothing, nothing. A cry of sharp despair like King Lear's never, never, never? Or a two-syllable stomp down the stairs to absence, matter-of-fact, sonorous, admitting that everything tends to boil down to little in that final analysis. So this is both tragic and beautiful because he wrote such an incredible amount of poetry and reviews and essays and his autobiography in his life. So he was a constant flowing source. And then at the end, there was just this one word. The poet, as Jane Hirschfield, a Buddhist writer, has noted needs a mind of concentration so attentive to being emptied out in order to create 
that they become a kind of zilch, zip, nada, nil. So there's that sense that not only do you become this space where, you know, anything could enter at certain points, but also you feel most alive in the creation of your art. And sometimes out in the world, I feel like a zilch, zip, nada, nil in a different sense. Uh, like I only matter to the poem and not to much of anything else in existence. So that might also be tragic and beautiful. Okay, and sometimes zilch is what you don't produce. Like this morning, I produced zilch. Well, I edited my CV, my website. I wrote a little bit of my diary. And I said to myself, well, I could start writing another poem, but I'm not, I'm not hearing it. I'm not feeling it. And there's no rush. And I should be going back to poems that I've already written and reworking those. So sometimes you just need to wait. Because you aren't an art machine. And that's okay, too. You've been listening to Miss Lyrics Poetry Outlaws. Stay fierce, word musicians.